We pray. Lord, open thou our hearts to hear. Amen. A couple of days ago, Professor Rhyme made me feel ashamed. Actually, I was listening to one of his chapel addresses from the year 2012. He mentioned Johann Sebastian Bach and the fact that he wrote the letters JJ and SDG on his musical manuscripts. JJ is an abbreviation for Jesu Yuva, which means uh, Jesus help. SDG is for Soli Deo Gloria, which means alone to God the glory. Now, why should I feel guilty about that? Well, many years ago I decided to put the initials INI and SDG on the top of my chapel manuscript. Uh, it was intended as a reminder for me. In Omni Yezu, of course, means in the name of Jesus. And that was a reminder for me that I am obligated to be faithful to Jesus in what I write, what I say. I do not dare to make up my own doctrine and try to pass it off as coming from Jesus. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone the glory, is a reminder that I should never attempt to prepare an address in such a way that I want to bring glory to me. Now, some time ago, I decided to write a chapel in a poetic format. I worked hard on it, and the content was scriptural. When I was about two-thirds of the way through, I was rather pleased with how it was turning out. But that's when it hit me. I was doing this to my glory. What I was writing was true and good, but my motivation was bad and false. So I scrapped the chapel and prepared a different one, trying to do it to the glory of God. Now to the reason why Professor Ryan's chapel made me feel ashamed was yes, I had those initials on the template that I use for my chapel addresses. However, upon hearing his chapel, I realized that I had become so habituated to their presence on the manuscript that I rarely noticed them anymore. The letters might have went, well been ABC, XYZ. Listen to the words of Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. What good are words if they have no meaning? And what good are words with meaning if they don't mean anything to you? A couple minutes ago, I used the word habituated. Do you know what that means? Let's just derive from the word habit. When something becomes a habit, you tend to do it without thinking. The bell rings and you get up from your desk. 
You don't stop to think, why is that bell ringing? You're habituated to the sound of the bell. I became so habituated to those letters I and I, SDG. They were always there when I opened the template. And eventually I didn't even see them anymore. So you can become habituated to an action, to a sound, to an object. We have a beautiful campus here. After weeks and perhaps years of walking around on this campus, one can become habituated to the surroundings so that you fail to see the beauty that God has laid out before us. But what about a greater beauty? Walking down to chapel every day can become such a habit that you don't think about it. You don't think about where you're going and what you're going to be doing. You don't think about the surpassing beauty of the precious moments that we have down here. Moments with God. There are almost 8 billion people in this world. How many of them get to hear the word of God every day? How many ever hear a message from God? One of the great martyrs of, uh, to habituation is the Lord's Prayer. We say it so often. The pastor says, in whose name we also pray, and immediately we jump in, our Father who art in heaven. It's a habit. It's a good habit. But sometimes our thoughts are not with our words. God wants not only the words of our mouth, but also the meditation of our heart. The only reason that this can even happen is stated in our text, and that is because the Lord is our maker and our redeemer. If Jesus had not redeemed us from sin and death, we would always be going through the motions of religion mindlessly. But he did redeem us. The price of eternal salvation has been paid for every one of you. Guilt and punishment have been removed. And because of this, we can approach God with the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts, and it is acceptable to God because of Jesus. So let's make the effort not to become habituated to the beauties of the messages that we receive from God and the words that we speak to God. In nomine Jesu, soli Deo Gloria, I hope that in the future these letters will have meaning every time I write my chapel. I encourage you to Come down to chapel here each day with your heart directed to God and that when you sing hymns here or speak prayers that you will do so not just with your mouth but also with your heart. 
May all of your worship be from the heart. After all, religion is not a habit. It is life. We turn to hymn 363, and we will sing verses 1, 4, and 5. 